is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E. G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. All right. Welcome back to the second hour of the Huge Show today on a Thursday. You might have just heard Bill talking there. That was pre-recorded, folks. Sometimes the commercials are pre-recorded. The huge one isn't actually in the studio today. This is me, Jeff Risden, filling in for the second day in a row. Hopefully it won't be the last time. Hopefully I don't do anything that makes Bill uh, call in and, and have the emergency eject button. Hope he's enjoying his time off. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for your gracious use of your time. I appreciate it. We get a lot to talk about still. I'm, I'm still buzzing about talking with Eric Schlitt, my, one, of, one of my best friends in the business. Uh, I've worked with him. Now we ostensibly work for competitors, but we're not competitors. We have a lot of fun together. Drop some great information on on a lot of different things, Lions. And, and there's been a lot of collective uh, angry old man yelling at clouds about Charles Harris being the starter at defensive end uh, or outside Lenneck or whatever you want to call it, the edge position over James Houston, over both Aquara brothers uh, and and opposite Aiden Hutchinson. I'll just tell you that if you're someone that loves Dan Campbell and is one of those people, you know, in Brad we trust with with general manager Brad Holmes, you're going to have to trust them on this because uh, this is not Eric's stance. It's not my stance. I talked to Ben Raven from MLive earlier today and in hopes of getting him on. He's, he's doing some wrestling stuff tonight, so we couldn't get him on. But uh, he's also iterated it in, in his things. The coaching staff loves Charles Harris. If you are doing a 53-man roster projection at home, and why aren't you if you aren't, you better have Charles Harris on it. Otherwise, you're going to be wrong. Uh, and, and he's going to be seeing significant reps until we are told otherwise or see otherwise. We haven't done that. We're going to shift back to college football now. Uh, yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about Michigan. Uh, and, and as I've said, I am not a Michigan guy. I am not a Michigan State guy. I'm a draft guy. And from that perspective, I honestly don't know a whole lot about what the, the Michigan State Spartans this coming season. I know, I know they have some defensive players that I'm interested in. So we're going to bring in somebody that knows the team incredibly well. Um, I have been in awe of the information that Graham Couch from Lansing State Journal has presented on this very program before. And uh, while I've never met Graham, I am very pleased to welcome him into the huge show and, and ask him some questions about what's going on with the Spartans and Mel Tucker down at Indianapolis uh, in the media days down in Indianapolis. So uh, without further ado, Graham Couch from the Lansing Journal, State Journal, welcome to the huge show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words, too. Yeah, yeah, you, you, do, you do fantastic work. When, when Brett and we were talking about planning the show today, I'm like, should we get a Michigan State guy? I'm like, yeah, give me Graham. And uh, he, 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 he obliged. So thank you for obliging me. So it's media days. They're normally fairly fluffy. But tell, tell me what your number one takeaway was from Mel Tucker being up at the podium and, and talking to you all. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think he was um, fairly. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's they were humbled last year a little bit, and there's a reality to where the program is. Um, you know, I think he does believe they've got better depth, but I think he has a good sense of um, they're not where they eventually want to be. That this is a process, and I think he knew that before. But I also think he was, uh, you know, a little caught up in the. Um, uh, hyperbole may be too strong a word, but the idea that they didn't, you know, why not try to do this quickly? Why not try to, you know, to win now at, at the highest level and sort of a lot of the bravado that was there last year. And I think there's a pretty good understanding of of, um, of where they are right now. That, that's that's good to hear because the five and seven is it, it was tough. Uh, I think we all expected a little more than that, at least uh, when they lost. They lost some NFL talent. Uh, I know that they have some coming up, but uh, I'm going to ask you a question uh, that you probably can't answer because I don't think Mel Tucker answered it. Who's going to be starting quarterback for the Spartans this fall? Yeah, you know, I would be surprised if it's not Noah Kim. I really okay. would because, um, you know, I, I just think, first of all, Kim was ahead of Hauser when they left, uh, Kaiten Hauser, the, 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 the redshirt freshman, when um, they left spring ball, which is. is you know, one sign. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, he's looked decent when he's come in and he's waited his turn. And it's, you know, I think it's also easier to uh, replace a, um, uh, an upperclassman who fails with a younger player than to have a younger player go out there and have something go wrong and then have to decide to bench that kid and destroy his confidence. Or, yeah. You know, question his future. I, I think it's just easier if all things are at all equal to go with the pecking order, and and also you know for a kid like Kim to to get his shot. Now that doesn't mean you know I think things will get. It doesn't mean they won't play Kaiten Hauser some. It doesn't mean that you know things won't be decided at some point. You know after they play Washington and Maryland, where um, they may go in a different direction. But I think to start the season, you'll you'll probably see Noah Kim. All right. Uh, any chance that uh, the freshman from uh, from Oregon Levitt gets gets any look at all? I would be stunned. That's just based on. I mean, it's not to say he won't, but that's just based on my history with two freshman quarterbacks and how rarely they're ready and how high they are on Kaden Hauser as well. And and um, now people like Levitt. He's got a got a live arm. He's a good athlete. You know, he, he wants to be part of the competition early. Um, but he wasn't there in the spring, and it just seems – I mean, he would, he would have to be a pretty magical player, I think, to, to vault to the, the head of the line. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I ask that because I'm good friends with somebody who covers Oregon football um, in, in the high school and college level, and he has raved about him for a long time um, before he even committed to Michigan State. So uh, it, it, he, he's going to be good, folks. Uh, everything I've heard is, is that it's going to be there. But uh, uh, it's apparently not his time yet, which is which is fine. You know, he's he's a true freshman, uh, and that's that's a tough thing to ask it going into the Big Ten. And about that non conference schedule, Washington not not an easy not an easy task. Uh, the Richmond Spiders are actually coming in. They have some talent on that team. Central Michigan, no slouch. Um, I, I don't expect that Michigan State's going to trip up in, in, in any of those games. Are or, or, or am I or, or or is Michigan State down to that level of play? You know, I, it's a it's a it's a good question. I, I I don't think 
Um, there is, you know, I mean, I, I don't think Central is going to be at the top of the MAC this year. I agree. I don't know that, you know, there's a formula for those sort of upsets, and it takes quarterbacks and playmakers um, to, to have it happen. I don't know, and I don't really know Richmond's roster yet. I haven't done the, the work on that as yet, but, um, you know, they're, uh, they're a top 25, 1AA team, so that's usually, you know, middle of the pack, uh, uh, MAC type team as well. Um, so I wouldn't suspect they have trouble those first two weeks. But uh, it gets real after that because I do not only Washington but Maryland won eight games last year. They have high expectations in years where they've faded. It's happened later in the year. This is an early game with them, so I think those two those two September dates, and then you go straight into the road at what I think is going to be a really good Iowa team um, at the end of September. That those three straight weeks are, are pretty nasty going into the bye. Yeah. Uh, talking with Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, live from Indianapolis in the Big Ten Media Days, and there's a lot less drama going around on around your team. Um, is there any spillover, any any Spartans talking even behind the scenes about what's going on uh, down the road at Ann Arbor and, and sort of laughing or cringing or anything like that? There hasn't been, other than there was, the, you know, the comments from Mel Tucker about, you know, the, the night game and the, the, the fact that that game is going to be at night at Spartan Stadium and and the rivalry at all. I mean, there was just, I think Tucker handled that pretty well. He had a bit of a Mark D'Antonio moment, as I wrote, Don, uh, just about how important that rivalry is and how it will always be the most important game as long as he's there. And because and I, I think that when you speak like that, it speaks to the way MSU fans feel. And like one of the things D'Antonio did incredibly well after the little brother comment in 2007 is he spoke to uh, a pain that existed, to a bullying that existed. He spoke to where Michigan State fans were. He went down there with them and said, I'm in the fight with you and we're going to win this thing. And then he flipped the script in the rivalry and, and before they really won anything big, he was he was loved in that sense. And I, and I think, you know, Tucker's 2-1 and one against Michigan, which helps early on. And, you know, if, if you can win in that rivalry, your share, you'll get time. You'll get time. And I, I don't mean he's under pressure, but what I mean is you'll get time from the fan base in terms of how they think about you, um, you will you will have their conditional love if you are handling your business against Michigan uh, in, in terms of figuring out the rest of uh, the rest of everything. Yeah, it's certainly a lot easier when you're beating your rival than when they're beating you all the time. Um, ask John Cooper about that. Uh, in fact, I have, and uh, <laughs> uh, he, he still resents that. But anyways, uh, talking with, with Graham Couch, you brought up that it's going to be a, a night game this year in Lansing, East Lansing. Um, your thoughts on, on moving the rivalry game to the night? Uh, because I, I, I kind of like it as, as, a, as a college football nerd and as a draft nick. It gives me extra time to put more intent eyes on that game. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument that it, it, it gives it a, a bigger platform. Um, there's also an argument that, you know, uh, that doesn't help cool uh, the temperature of it. But. You know, I don't know how much it needs to be cooled. I mean, I, there's some. It got a little ugly last year, and, and I'm not just talking about what happened in the tunnel. I'm just talking about the venom surrounding it, and um, so I, I don't know that that helps there. It's not great for families um, who travel at any distance. I mean, at night games are fairly inconsiderate for the attending public. Yes, um, yes, and, and those of us who cover the game too, who like to get up before noon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, if, 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 I mean, yeah, no, if it's a night game, you know, I will not go to bed before the sun is out. I mean, I'll be working all night and it, it kills your next day. But 
those are small first world problems for a, a, that's a, right. a sports writer with a pretty charm life. But <laughs> um, I, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's, but even just for people, you know, in the Grand Rapids area, in the Detroit area, if you're coming from all up north or Chicagoland, the idea, I mean, it really requires staying somewhere and extra expense and time and um, you know, it's 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 not, but it's not for the the people. It's for the television, and it's, that's where the resources and money are coming in, and that's part of the new contract. And you know, when you see things on campus that you like in uh, Olympic sports, for example, if they get a new volleyball practice facility, if you see areas where they're improving their resources to be competitive, well, that's the price. The price is the TV contract. The price is the night game that you've got to travel to and deal with um, it allows it allows the money that, that, that funds everything else yeah that's that's the that's the world that we live in in college sports these days uh, talking with Graham Couch from Lansing State Journal uh, talking about some Michigan State I'm going to ask this question out of complete ignorance I legitimately do not know anything on this what is Michigan State's NIL situation like is it competitive is it healthy is it growing um, what, what, what's the status on that yeah, I mean, it, it's competitive. It's different than some. Uh, you know, it's not um, like what you see in the SEC where there's a – like Michigan State does not have – I mean, they, they sort of have a collective now, and they sort of have things that operate as, in, in that sense. But they don't have the, the traditional collective that you see some places that and, – and they certainly aren't um, using the money and recruiting the way other places are. Uh, but they're – you know, their basketball team – their top football guys are are doing just fine, and they have some big donors who have, who've, you know, taken care of them on that front pretty well. And so, I mean, it's it's a different world um, than it used to be. But you know, there's a reason Tyson Walker comes back to Michigan State beyond his wanting to win a national championship. He'll he'll probably make more at MSU next season than he could in Europe uh, for for several years. So, like that, just you know, that that didn't used to be the case, but you might as well stick around. Yeah, that that's 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 a very healthy perspective on that. I I, I can I can relate with that one. That one's good. Um, and the, the uh, so I got I got to come at this from a draft angle. I am a draft guy. I really really liked the way that Halliday ended last season. Is he going to continue progressing and be someone that I'm going to have my eyes on and looking for on Sundays, or is it was that sort of a that meteoric rise. I, I remember, I think there was one game where he had like 18 tackles. Um, it was all over the field was, was holding his own in coverage. Is, 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 is that legit? Is, can I trust that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, he's a very productive college player and I think he's a pretty intelligent college player. Um, and that can get you certain places with limited athleticism. Um, but you know, like Max Bulla, for example, had very limited athleticism. And had you know a little bit of time in the NFL, um, despite that, because as Mike Vrabel just said, he was one of the smartest guys he ever he ever coached, or called him, I think, the smartest guy he ever coached. And so it, you know, but Halliday has athletic limitations. There's no doubt. And so you know what that means at the next level, I don't know. But productivity gets noticed, and if you do it consistently, and I mean, I do think he'll get a shot. I don't know what that means in the NFL draft for him. Um, but you know he'll he'll get a look. Yeah, it's interesting me you bring that up because Ben Ben Van Sumeren got a, a lot of looks this past season. I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't that impressed with what he did for the Spartans, but uh, his athleticism got him open some doors for him. So uh, it's kind of yeah, the he's, you know he's a better athlete than Halliday in that sense, no, no doubt you know? about and, it. And so that 
and then so that that that, that yeah, how how he his measurables are better certainly. Yeah, talking with Graham Couch. Um, any lasting lasting takeaway from from Tucker? He, he, I thought he did a good job of, of avoiding gaffes. Didn't say anything that was out of line or was was something that would create headlines. Which, fr- from from your media standpoint, probably isn't too great. But I, I think from a program standpoint, he, he's do he's doing what he needs to do, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was. I thought he was sort of a, a greater admission of how much building needed to be done. I, I just thought, like, you know, the idea that um, it was going to take a while to build depth, that he was dissuaded by some friends from taking the job initially, just sort of, you know, uh, you, when, when you're coming off five and seven and it's taking a minute, you, you also have to sell that reality to people. And I don't think they did a great job of that before, and they probably would have been better off doing it. Um, because, you know, I, I've said all along, even when they were winning, that, that you know, it... <laughs> You can't. There realistic expectations for him, given when he took the job in February, then the COVID year, when his actual first real recruiting class is. You, to me, you can't expect a ton until 2024 and really 2025. And that may seem like a long way. That's two years away now. But 2025 is the first year that his uh, initial recruiting class, a real recruiting class will be junior, redshirt juniors and seniors in the program. So it would essentially be like a fourth year for most coaches, even though it'll be his sixth. And if you're going to hire a coach, you've got to give them time. Now, there there might be red flags by then in terms of game management, in terms of how a season goes. There were some things last year that weren't great, and those are a, that's a whole separate issue. But, uh, you know, he was hired in large part to recruit at a different level than they had re- recruited, and They've done that to some degree, and you really have to give, uh, you know, if you're chasing that dream, you have to give it time to, to manifest. Yeah, you got to let those players that, that are the high recruits develop. Um, we talked about yep. Levitt, Levitt a little bit earlier. Um, he could have played a lot of places and could have walked in and, and played a lot of places, but the fact that they're sort of slow burning him along, uh, I, I think that's healthy for, for the target time that you laid out there of 2024, 2025, and beyond. You know, that, that whole recruiting in COVID, I think, was – well, obviously, it's a big deal with, with Michigan, but uh, it, it's it, it has fundamentally changed the way that coaches have to approach things. Um, and I would say, again, I don't follow recruiting heavily, but I, I I just I know some people that are in that world, and Michigan State's getting better there. Um, and, and is that something that you see like Tucker building momentum with? You know, continuing to, to improve as a recruiter and maybe you know expanding the national footprint a little bit. Yeah, I mean, his his classes the last couple of years have been in line with D'Antonio's best class. And and so that's, you know, that that's in terms of just, you know, recruiting rankings and stars and things like that. Uh, D'Antonio had some classes where kids really developed or they uncovered some guys that and wound up being really great classes. But uh, And so that, you know, I mean, he's being judged on a different plane in that sense. And, um, I, yeah, I don't think there's any question that, that they've been they've been decent. Now they've they've had some swings and misses to the top kids, but they're also going against up against certain four kids that maybe they didn't in the past. Yeah, uh, talking with Graham Couch from Lansing State Journal. Get you out of here on this. This is something that I was asked about. Uh, on, I, I do regular spots in Columbus uh, on a radio station down there, and when it happened, they asked me about it and about about the reaction. I'm curious if if Mel Tucker addressed it at all. The the game that's going to be in Ford Field with Penn State. 
that rankled some feathers around the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, is did he say anything about that down in Indianapolis this week? You know, he did. It wasn't anything. It was just that you know this is you know, and he might have if I missed it. But the, the, what I, what I recall is just something that you know they're. The game is there. They're going to play it, and they're looking forward to it. I think he was all for it, uh, frankly. I mean, I think his players, even though fans don't love it, the idea of NFL facility, all that stuff, is something you know kids like. And and so it, it's often a cold weekend. The fans, depending on the season, don't always show out at Spartan Stadium quite as well on Thanksgiving weekend. Students are away, all that stuff. Um, it depends on the season, of course. Uh, but yeah, and and I do think it'll, it'll be a one-time thing. I do for a couple reasons. One, there was some pushback. Um, yes, and it took definitely. Some with the, <laughs> and it took some moving with the MHSA and and their uh, you know state football championship stuff. And then the other thing that's going to probably happen within a couple of years before they would you know even have this situation again is that the schedule is going to move uh, up a week um, because of the college football playoff. And the Big Ten Championship will be that weekend, but there will be no regular season games anyway. And so the Thanksgiving issue won't won't, won't really exist anymore. Yeah, that's it. That makes sense. From a if I were being recruited by Michigan State, and you're telling me that I had a chance to go play in Ford Field, I would be all for that. But I also understand the the MHSAA angle and the the other angles that are that are against it too. But uh, that's what, what's your personal feeling on that? Do you like it or are you kind of against it? Oh yeah, I'm actually. I, I thought to do it once, try it once, wasn't a bad idea. If you're ever going to do it, that's the game. Um, I mean, I understand the idea that people have their traditions. Giving up a game at Spartan Stadium isn't great. The schedule, the home schedule, that's one of the best games on this year's home schedule. Um, but they also did a decent job of making tickets available uh, for that game. And it's a weird weekend anyway. It was going to be on a Friday night. You know, it's a weekend that's Thanksgiving. People are out of their rhythms anyway. I, I think, you know, it could be nice to be toasty with a beer in hand in Ford Field rather than freezing and sober in Spartan Stadium. <laughs> that's, so uh, let me ask you, is – are they going to be able to sell beer at Spartans games, or, or does that not happen? It's it, at some point that's going to happen. I don't know if it'll be in place in time this year. Okay. Um, and uh, but it will. I mean, Alan Haller's made it clear they want that. It's just when things went down, how quickly you have vendors in place, and all the logistics of it. I, I don't know if it'll be this football season. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I. I have very mixed feelings on that. That we're, we're going to have to talk at another time on that because uh, Graham, you have stuff to do. You got you got reporting to do. Uh, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. It has been a pleasure to finally talk to you. I listen to you on the Huge Show all the time. It's it's a great pleasure for me to talk to you uh, and and meet you virtually this way. So thank you for joining us. No, I enjoyed it. Anytime. Take care. Love that guy. He's so good. When you told me that you could get him for me, I was like, really? That's great. He'll talk to me. That's awesome. A lot, lot of good information from Graham Couch there on Michigan State football, where they're looking at and where they're heading to. When we come back, we're, get, we're I'm putting my I'm putting my Detroit Lions hat back on. I got two of them in my bag right there. I don't know which one I'm gonna put on, but I'm gonna put them put them. Maybe I'll put them both on, and we'll just talk some Lions for a while. When we get back on the huge show from Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In 2022, there were over 300,000 crashes on Michigan roads, over 10,000 more than the previous year. Crashes happen, but so does safe driving. 
the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants to remind you that traffic safety affects everyone in our state. Every minute on the road is another opportunity to do the right thing for you, for your family, and for every other family in Michigan. 300,000 is 300,000 too many. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Make it a million-dollar summer with over a million in premium play every Saturday now through September. Six lucky players win $500 premium play every half hour from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Don't miss the excitement of Million Dollar Summer. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Westside Beer Distributing. Now, they're proud to support the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program, benefiting the families of fallen and injured soldiers and our first responders. Folds of Honor provides scholarships for education to ensure our heroes' children can attend college. And Westside Beer Distributing has contributed over $100,000 since the program started and will be donating another $15,000 this summer to the Folds of Honor to help a local hero's child. Anheuser-Busch, which is the Folds of Honor's longest-standing partner, has donated over $21 million to the cause. Budweiser and Bud Light will continue to honor Folds of Honor this summer with special edition 16-ounce aluminum bottles. Look for them at a bar, restaurant, or retailer near you and support this great cause. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, we can just keep playing that. It's metal. Sorry for all of you that I just scared with the, the growl. Um, my natural singing voice, this is Jeff Risen, uh, filling in for the huge show, by the way. You might wonder otherwise. Uh, I'm the managing editor of the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire for USA Today and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. I'm also a metal enthusiast, uh, and I love some growl. Uh, but uh, my natural singing so my go-to karaoke song is Megadeth Sweating Bullets. Uh, and I, I, I put on a show with it because I, I don't have any musical ability at all. My, my voice sounds somewhere between like Dave Mustaine of Megadeth and like Lemmy from Motorhead. Uh, it's, it's just really bad. My kids beg me not to sing or scream or really talk. Uh, let's get back to some football because that's like as much as I would love to, to, to be, put on my, my Jose Mangan hat and 
Talk some metal. We're going to talk some football. Um, by the way, a little bit of breaking news in the NFL world, um, and, and this will tie it into the Lions here, but uh, Joe Burrow, Bengals quarterback, one of one of the brightest stars in the game, carted off from Bengals practice today. Uh, now, before you overreact, before you Bengals fans out there drive into your neighbors, um, don't do that. He wound up having just what, what sounds like a strained calf, um, and uh, it, it's nothing serious. He didn't, didn't blow out his knee or anything like that, but... Uh, Probably won't see Joe Burrow in the preseason, uh, and that's that's not unusual for Joe Burrow. Um, if look, I love the guy, um, as somebody who went to college at Athens, in Athens, Ohio, at Ohio U, uh, his dad was our offensive coordinator for a long time. Uh, he he, like that is not a place where there's a lot of football talent um, in Athens, Ohio, Appalachian area down there, and he has risen out of that to become a, a fantastic NFL star and a great guy. Uh, and we, we wish we wish Joe Burrow a speedy recovery because uh, he's the NFL is better when when the stars are healthy and it leads me into we had a cart situation earlier this week in Detroit and it was one of those situations where everybody's breath just oh no no CJ Gardner Johnson prized free agent our starting nickelback slot corner slash free safety but but more than just what he brings to the 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 field as a player he's an attitude guy he is a tone setter he is a verbose like he's going to get into it he's going to make everybody be on edge all the time and that's something that the lions wanted they wanted a little bit more they wanted to be less fun to play against on the defensive side of the ball. And and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, by the way, don't call him Chauncey. He hates that. It's C.J. He, he legally changed his name to C.J. from Chauncey. Don't call him Chauncey. Um, he's C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But he got carted off, and it sounded really, really bad. Uh, that was Monday morning in, in practice. And uh, non-contact injury, which instantly sets off the flags. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Knee hamstring watching what maybe his quad detached for all we know um but we have seen that happen to a guy it's awful it, it it's it's vomit inducing when you see it uh, i saw it in a pickup basketball game when i lived in houston a guy who, who probably juiced a little too much uh planted on a jump stop and the the hamstring went up like a like a window shutter it was it was it was gruesome but i digress None of that happened with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He wound up being okay. We might see him at practice this weekend. Uh, but it's it's between that and Joe Burrow, and there's been some other injuries. Jalen Ramsey got hurt, um, was was involved in an injury in Dolphins practice today. Injuries are the one thing that you really can't account for or compensate for. Like, you try to have as good a depth as you can. And, and in Detroit, I, I applaud the Lions for drafting Brian Branch, who is sort of an understudy protege type player for for Gardner Johnson who's here on a one-year deal um and and by the way this this came up when he signed and also came up a little bit around the draft time Gardner Johnson specifically wanted to come to Detroit and he specifically wanted a one-year deal he did not want to be locked into a place where there could be a coaching change or if it's not working or if it doesn't fit more and more players are doing this 
They are looking for more signing bonuses, more guaranteed money, rather than longer-term contracts where their agents happen to get a bigger cut because they get paid on the percentage of the entire deal. Players are taking they're, they're taking more autonomy, more ownership over that. And Gardner Johnson is, is one of those guys. Uh, he's probably going to be signing a lot of one-year contracts that could be more in Detroit. We don't know that yet, but uh, that, 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 that's where that came from. But, you know... As good as Brian Branch is going to be, and I'll tell you, I think he's going to be great. He was a guy that I, every year, we do the what I would do mock draft. Brian Branch, defensive back Alabama, was my pick for the Lions at number 18. And they got him later. They got him around later. I am very, very bullish on what Brian Branch is going to bring to this team as a guy who played all over the secondary. Uh, he played outside corner at Alabama. He played the star role, which is sort of their box um, slot safety uh, corner role, um, which is primarily what he's going to do in Detroit, at least early on. He also played the money role, which is sort of... Uh, Michigan fans will remember Jabril Peppers playing that role, uh, that sort of box linebacker hybrid safety role. And he's big enough to do that, and he's a great enough tackler to do that. But... Uh, He's the point is he's not CJ Gardner Johnson and it, all the all the hype that we've got all you know the huge man here talking about winning 13 14 games he's he's at 13 and four right right Brett 13 and four I, I'm not there yet I'm, I I can't get there I can't uh, we we did that a couple of weeks ago when I sat in here with him and, and Eric Zane and uh, went game by game and uh, I was the low man in the total pool and I got to 10 or 11 uh, which is great. But the injuries are such a thing that you can't account for. And there's there are a few players on the Lions they absolutely cannot lose. Jared Goff is obviously the, the, the big one. Um, look, even if they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is not Jared Goff. He's just not. Teddy Two Gloves, good good backup, not a guy that you want starting more than two or three games for you. You know, Goff is Goff is that guy, and you can't lose him. I, I think the, both offensive tackles specifically for this team, Panay Sewell on the right side, Taylor Decker on the left side, some of it is the fact that both those guys are really dang good at their jobs. Sewell is one of the brightest young stars in the game on the offensive line. Decker has really s- stabilized and solidified himself as a top 10 left tackle. Uh, I would argue he's top five in the last couple of seasons. He's He's been really, really good, folks. Uh, I, I know I know there's people out there that, that – We'll never embrace him because he played in that school down south. But uh, he's a good football player. Uh, and the the other thing with that is is not just that they're good, but I and, and I've talked about this with, with Bill when I was in here. To me, backup offensive tackle is still the biggest hole on the team. No offense to Matt Nelson, but I just haven't seen it from the guy. Look, and, and this was a guy who was playing defensive tackle at Iowa until his final year there. They're 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 converting him, and the conversion just. I won't say it's gone poorly, but it hasn't produced a guy that that I or many others have a lot of confidence in and filling in other than as a sixth offensive lineman or as a you know short term like, oh, you know, Panay blew out his shoe. So you got to have a guy fill in for a series here. Uh, that's about the comfort level that I have with Matt Nelson. They brought in um, and, and our, our great guest from earlier, Eric Schlitt from POD, talked about him. Jermaine Effetti, a veteran, came in. Um, you might remember him from um, giving up a lot of sacks of Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago, uh, giving up a lot of sacks to uh, to Russell Wilson in, in Seattle back in the day. He had some issues in Cincinnati as well. Uh, Jermaine Effetti is not great. He's experienced, but he's not a guy that you want on the field 
uh, so much, if at all. Uh, and, and if you do want him, you probably want him at guard more than tackle. Obena Ezi from last year, great guy, fun. You know, he, he did a good good turn on on hard knocks, but uh, it's it's just not there for him. It just hasn't been working. So uh, I, I stay healthy, please. That please stay healthy. And uh, look, it's great to have depth. It's even better to have depth and not have to use it. And hopefully the Lions can get a little bit of a break because last year, remember, we're, we're talking about we talked about Charles Harris earlier in the show. Getting a lot of run as a starter. The only reason that that you know James Houston got into the game last year was because Charles Harris got hurt, had a lot of injuries. We we missed Halapula Vadi Vitae, the right tackle, all last season. Had times where where you know other DeAndre Swift in and out of the lineup. That's why he's now out in Philadelphia because the Lions got tired of him being unreliable among among other things. That wasn't it wasn't the only reason why they they gave up on Swift, but. Uh, you know, having having your starters and having your important players stay healthy—that's that's the caveat. That's that's the the envelope over everything else. Where if you don't have that, all the all the talent, all the prognostications, all the all the hallelujah blue Kool Aid that we're all guzzling right now, and and I do have. See, it, yesterday my, my mine was reddish. Today it's it's blue, baby. Uh, Brett will Brett will verify. Producer Brett will uh, will validate that. Uh, and I've drank it all. The bottle's empty. I got to go get another one. Yeah, in the break that's going up here. But uh, the health scares. Be careful not to jump to conclusions because there was um, one particular individual on Twitter, and I won't grace his presence by announcing his name, but came at me almost instantly. Oh my God, the season's over. CJ Garner Johnson. Why can't they stay healthy? Why does every good player that comes to Detroit ever get hurt? Like, don't be that guy. Have have a little perspective. Have a little break. Have have breathe a little bit. You know, I'm sure Cincinnati fans, you know, with the Joe Burrow situation, were going nuts. Like you got to, you got to let things play out a little bit. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna see. I will. I guarantee you that in the next four days that I am at at Detroit Lions practice uh, before they have another day off, I will see a player get hurt, and that player will probably might might even be a season ending injury. That it just happens. You just pray that it's not somebody that's critically important to the team's success. You pray that it's it's not a, a career-ending injury because those are the worst. Uh, you, you hate seeing that. Um, old friend Jared Davis, linebacker with the Giants, already out for the season. Uh, injured his knee in, in an OTA workout, and they, they put him on injury reserve already. You hate to see that. And, and the longer that I've done this, and I've been, I've been covering the NFL and the NFL draft for over 20 years now, the more I really despise injuries, and and God, it, it sucks so bad because you you see these players and you see them at camp and, and you get, you know little kid running out to daddy after practice you know the wife's there the family the parents are there sometimes um, and and to see that dream die because of injury it, it's horrible there there's no worse feeling there's no there is no glory in covering that there is no fun in reporting on those things uh, and it's. It's something that I hope that I can convey to fans here and you all listening on the huge show across Michigan and those of you streaming from elsewhere and around the country, um, especially those of you in, in my hometown of Vermilion, Ohio. Hi, Mom. Got to get the hi, Mom in there. Got to do it. Uh, mom's, been, mom's been good to me. Uh, but you, you really don't want to see the injuries like that. <sighs> 
pray that it's not anybody critical. Stay healthy, Panay. I love Panay. I love Panay Sewell so much. Sam Laporta is apparently working to that way, too, as the rookie tight end. Another guy that you really can't lose because there's nobody on the depth chart that can replace what he misses. We're going to talk some more Lions football throughout the rest of the show, but in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and I'll explain why I haven't been at Lions camp yet, and it, it, it involves travel sports and being with my son and having a lot of fun with that. Uh, we're going to get to that at, in, in, at the start of the third hour. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more Lions. I uh, got a couple of interesting tweets that came across on the line that uh, we'll, I'll, I'll do a little question and answer with that, too. So when we get back on the huge show, more Lions. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So if you're a fan of the classic casino games like roulette, slots, and blackjack, well, look no further than the DraftKings Casino app because you can find those games and exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Plus, they've got a great deal going on for new customers who deposit at least $5 signing up with promo code HUGE. So if you do that, you'll get a match on your first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. And after that, you can start playing online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's also safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you'll get a match on that first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Welcome back to the huge show across Michigan. Wrapping up hour two today. This is Jeff Risden sitting in for Bill today. And I want to just want to share real quick. I test drove a new car today. I'm in the market for a new car. Uh, mine is slowly, well, not so slowly dying anymore. One of the things that I noticed about it, didn't get AM radio. So for those of you who are listening on uh, like WFYC, uh, 1280 and the Alma Mount Pleasant area, those of you who listen in Holland on Holland's hometown station, which where I live, WHCC 1450, uh, I know you can listen on 99.7, but there, there's going to be a time when AM radio is no longer functional in your car. So you need to learn and today's a great day to do it, because if you're listening to this live, you're probably listening to it on the stream anyways. But for those of you who, who are catching it on a market where the Tigers are not playing a doubleheader, learn to use the Michigan sports, the link that's on the Michigan sports. Uh, yeah. Easy for me to say, Michigan sports website. You can also find it on the iHeart app. Search the huge show. Get used to doing that if you're buying a new car, because it is, apparently AM radio isn't available anymore. When we come back for the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to talk some, some amateur sports and a little bit more Lions. Thanks for listening to The Huge Show. Big. Bad. Huge.